Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. What's up, everybody? I'm John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Oh my goodness, everyone. Uh, You are in for a real treat. This is episode (laughs) four in our series of Over the Top, and it has been just that. Wouldn't you say? We have a friend friend with us. (laughs) That's right. My good buddy, Andrew Miller. What's up, Andrew? I'm stoked to be back for episode four. So happy to have you joining us on this (laughs) nonstop episode action thrill ride not really uh oh we are gosh. throllled to have you but it's not a non-stop action non-stop thrill ride. ride just stop yeah, there just <laughs> non-stop family melodrama <laughs> um, it's a non-stop something or other where were we all right so the last time lincoln and his son mike had made their way across the country <laughs> like two states away really in four yeah. days time to in a get random to the hospital in random order, just pick a state, any state, yeah. and <laughs> and had arrived just in time to find out that Christina Hawks had died on the operating table during heart surgery. And I think that she, we could just... She's only ever had one surname. She was only ever Hawk. That's right. Right? So right. she, no matter what else is going yeah. on in this movie, she is Christina Hawk. All right, we'll call her Christina Hawk. Maybe that was the source of all their dramas. They couldn't agree on a last name. <laughs> and, and he left town. <laughs> he took off. <laughs> Fuck he you. Was, and like, also the kid's not allowed to be named Hawk or yeah. Hawks. We can't agree. <laughs> he's, he's someone else. <laughs> he's dead to me. That's right. He didn't want to be a part of that. Um, and so... Then he wasn't invited to the funeral. He crashed the interment ceremony <laughs> in his best denims. And then he crashed through the front gate at the Cutler estate in Bel Air, oh. um, creating all sorts of havoc and landing himself right in jail uh, where he was given a choice. Either give us custody of Mike or we're going to press charges to the full extent of the law. And so he asked Mike and Mike said, uh, I'm going to stay with grandpa because <laughs> I don't want to live in your fucking truck. And so Mike said, yeah, fine. Sign the papers. Bye. <laughs> and All that's, right. and that's where we come. That's where we start. We meet back up with Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln is now out of driving jail. his truck across state lines. He's entering the great state of Nevada. Going right. wild on that jerk off machine. <laughs> he is, <laughs> yes, he he's is working that. He's working. He's wearing out that jerk off machine. Shake weight of the eighties. Nothing can satisfy Lincoln Hawk's sexual desire like his <laughs> like himself. <laughs> can you imagine the grip? Uh, <laughs> he's got no need of lot lizards with a grip like that. Is there anyone that can compete with, you know, his uh, his 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 five finger? Uh, <laughs> 
five finger friend. <laughs> this is like um, what is there was that episode of Seinfeld with the hand model. Yeah, it's like no no woman could uh, match the beauty of his own hand. <laughs> do you do you think too that he like does that slow motion like <laughs> like it. little little finger thing? Yes. What do you call yes. that move, John? Top roll. Yeah. Top roll. He top, top rolls his dick. <laughs> he top rolls his bottom roll. He top rolls his dick. He's definitely an inside arm wrestler. I would have liked to have seen a subplot in this film involving like a lot lizard with a heart of gold. I was about to say there needed to be a hooker with a heart of gold in this movie. Yeah, that would be nice. But he never stays. He never puts down roots anywhere for That's right. long enough for her to. I feel like the closest we get is the is the the diner waitress. She's about as close yeah. as we get to a, a hooker with a heart of gold. She had, that, she had zero sex appeal. That well, she yeah, but knows him, right? <laughs> so do a lot of hookers. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that many lot lizards that are, uh, are, are booming, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now, the, the waitress, and I imagine anyone in that kind of situation would be the of the road hard and put away wet type. Um, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, so but, that's what, I guess that's what Hawk has got going on. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, back at the Cutler lair, Mike is, is snooping around through his mom's old room, Yeah, which is just, is really, he's just ransacking her shit. Like, and yeah. it's not even established. What is, what would he even be looking for? Is he just looking for whatever he might find? Yeah. It's just him snooping through her shit, um, looking in cabinets and vanity drawers and stuff like that and we're not really sure he's also rocking some old school adidas again um <laughs> of course um but yeah we're not really sure what he's looking for but i'll tell you what i am sure about and that is kenny loggins is meet me halfway yeah is, is playing again during all this stuff so this reminded me of top gun where they just kept using the take my breath away mm-hmm. song like a recurring theme throughout the movie. That's what they did with the login song here. Another Marauder thing, but I kind of like when they just use a non-score song over and over like that. Oh yeah. And this song is awesome. And it's no wonder that it's been stuck in my head for (laughs) this segment of the song is awesome, but I feel like take my breath away has that same feeling where like that take my breath away refrain is the good part. The rest of it drags for fucking forever. Yeah, That song is too long. Lady parts, a (laughs) band that Andrew and I play in together where we cover, <laughs> we cover the, cover the girl pop hits of the 80s and 90s. We performed Take My Breath Away oh. at, at a show one time, and it had that problem where everyone was, was so excited to hear the beginning refrains, don't, 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 yeah. and then quickly <laughs> lost interest. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you get into the verse, everyone's like, what the fuck is this part? Meanwhile, Hawk is selling his truck. He's he still Hawks whopping, at this point. He's Hawks, okay. <laughs> he got a whopping 7,000 bucks for it. But the dude did let him keep the hood ornament. The the <laughs> voice of the of the car salesman guy is crazy. He's like, I'll give you seven thousand dollars. Take it or leave it. It's like sounds like he's got a stoma or something. But that's <laughs> that's what I would imagine that a dude that's buying a secondhand twenty year old um semi would yeah. sound like in Las yeah, Vegas. Totally. Chain smoker. Oh, yeah. Spot on. Chain smoker. And yeah, buying it for seven grand, he's probably giving more money than it's worth, especially after all the shit it's been through in the last three days. Yeah. Well, we've seen this thing has done some damage and it doesn't seem all that fucked up. So maybe no. they just don't make them like that anymore. They definitely do not make them like no, that. They're anymore. not made out of steel. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then back at uh, the Cutler house, Mike, who's going through 
there was something weird about Christina's room, wasn't it? Did it, it seem like, a, like an very, arrested development, like childlike? It seems like a mausoleum. There's a rocking chair in a corner, a rocking, a rocking horse in was, one it corner. It was like a merry-go-round horse, like a carousel horse it or seemed, something. It seemed almost to me, and because it was very pink, very, it just seemed yeah, very floral, floral wallpaper everywhere. Yeah, it seemed very adolescent to me. That's that's why we think perhaps Mr. Cutler was keeping her sick and had been for some time. Yeah, poisoning such, her. Such a weird vibe um, about yeah, all of that stuff. Creepy as shit for sure. And in a in a vanity drawer, he finds Mike finds a purse full of letters, hundreds of letters. Who who keeps letters in a fucking purse? That's all right. So Kevin and I have had this conversation and we can get, we can get into this right now. We, like, we need why, to talk about this. Why do we think Christina was not giving Mike letters? The why was she withholding them? And why was she hiding them in a the f- purse in a room? The fact that the letters were in a purse in her room tells me it was her and not Jason Cutler keeping the letters from Mike. Correct. Why do we think that she'd been fed some bullshit story by Jason about Hawks re- leaving, but then they still mm. stayed in touch? Like, and then what if she, she just had been in the hospital for years. Like, what if she had been in the hospital for the last two or three years, and maybe only in that time did she realize that Lincoln was not a bad guy because she was away and, from her dad and wanted would have wanted Mike to get these letters, but didn't have access to them, or maybe that Jason is hiding them in a purse in, in his mom's room because he knows that she is not there because she's in the hospital and that he's unwilling to go in there because like but she has seen the letters or are you saying he's hiding them in there now that she's dead? We don't know. We never know that she's seen the letters. <laughs> no, we do because there's a cor- there's a 10 year correspondence and she's sending Lincoln pictures. Yes. So they have to have been, they have to have been talking. They have to have been corresponding. Furthermore, if Cutler had even known about the letters, he would have just destroyed them. Yeah. He's or not going to keep safe. them in her. Yeah. Lock them in a safe deposit box or something. I don't think he's going to leave them in her That's room fair. like that to, to be found. None of this is thought through. No. So it's like, it's like Christina is just as culpable in all this, I think as, you know, as, uh, in, in some ways about the, the lack of a relationship between Lincoln and Mike is, is, a big part of it is her. Do we think that she was so filled with terror because of her dad um, that she just couldn't, she didn't feel like she could do anything about it until she was then like sick enough where she had to be out of the house. Cause she was in, you know, oh, in the, treatment or whatever. Call. The only other possibility that I can imagine would be that she's keeping them stocked away, hiding them from her dad with the, expectation that he's going to come her son is going to come rifle through all of her stuff once she dies but that's pretty morbid maybe that was in a will somewhere that you know he should have all these letters and here's where you'd find hidden him in a purse in a bottom drawer (laughs) um oh wait so two things yeah one when i paused on the letters one of the letters was written from hawks from indonesia like it said, writing to you from Indonesia. Is he driving trucks in fucking Indonesia? What's he doing over there? Or is he Rambo? Or was he so hot <laughs> for a little while that he had to get out of town? That's what I was thinking was maybe he was sort of chased out of the country almost by something what do you that think, happened. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's probably not driving trucks across Indonesia as an archipelago that is like <laughs> just... Lincoln one, doesn't know that, baby. That's a lot, that's a lot of ferries. Um, he could have been over there doing some drug shit. 
Yeah, there's a good possibility. Uh, he has like, already he, adamantly denied the drug theory. Why is he in Indonesia? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's never addressed. The drug thing is the only thing that Lincoln, the only question about himself that Lincoln answered in the entire movie. I did not deal <laughs> drugs. That did shit's not, not true. Drugs. Also, I did also notice all the letters are addressed to Christina Hawks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and so the, no, and the handwriting? To his, yeah, the handwriting, handwriting is, like the, a, is like a child's handwriting. It's too. like he used a grease <laughs> pencil, too. Like... <laughs> He used whatever he found up in yeah. the floorboard of that fucking yeah. truck, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the crayon. <laughs> he stole he stole the crayons from kids uh, menu at a Denny's. So I had previously said that that Christina was only ever Christina Hawk, but I was wrong. She is Hawks on the letters. Oh, Jesus. This fucking movie, man. It's maddening. Meanwhile, back in Vegas. But then, <laughs> yeah, but right, then we get to the point, like the thing that we're all waiting for is the the arm wrestling. That's right. The tournament. Come on, make with the arm yeah. wrestling. We've been teased Vegas this whole time, and we're finally there, baby. Yeah, they're at the Hilton. Yeah, uh, getting registered for the competition, I guess. Yep. Hawk Hawks. <laughs> he goes and he places a seven thousand dollar bet on himself while asking, "What are the odds on Hawks?" Yep. What are the, the odds on Lincoln window? Hawks? The, the guy the, at the window doesn't know. Which I find unlikely. That's his whole fucking job. It's got to be on a sheet of paper right in front of him. But we needed the, the exchange lady. between that girl with the fucking 80s, like most 80s hair ever. Mm. It is awesome. That like she short. Yeah. Lincoln Hawks, 20 to 1. That, he's like, oh yeah, 20 to 1. It's a real long shot, which is not that long of a shot no. in betting terms. That woman does not look unlike Brigitte Nielsen. I thought the same Ooh. thing. She's got a very Brigitte Nielsen vibe going on. That was uh, maybe, I wonder if that was <laughs> Stallone's like erstwhile girlfriend. He had a type. Had he already, he might've still been with Brigitte at that time. He had a side piece that looked exactly like his wife. Nice. Was that's he still a, with her at that time? I feel like that's a very Stallone thing to I do. I think so. He might have been. I, I know he was with her in Cobra and then Rocky Four. I think as that well, they, I think that they still IV. were together at this point. I think. Okay. Um, Man, she was a fucking man eater. Yeah, Brigitte. She, she was. She's got some stories to tell. Gosh, she was. She was smoking though. She was. Yeah, era. she was gorgeous. Um, I like that the the, the guy the, the guy in the cage then says, "Now that's what I call gambling." <laughs> <laughs> Like you fucking moron. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. And the way she said, when he asked that lady, what about the odds? She sort of ponders it. Like she's just plucking a number out of thin air. Hawks, eh, 20 to one. <laughs> she just set the odds herself. Right she then. Just <laughs> exactly. That's how Vegas works, right? No. No. So Hawk is, he's getting weighed in. He weighs in at a, a slim one ninety. Well, he's a short guy. Yeah. I don't know how weight classes work in in arm wrestling, but I just thought it was hysterical that Lincoln Hawks weighing in at 190 is going to be arm wrestling guys who outweigh him by f- close to 50 pounds. <laughs> you know, Bull Hurley has to weigh 300 pounds. Well, and actually the PA guy at some point, he says there are seven different weight classes. Yeah, the M's, I can't. The, yeah. the way these tournaments would work, though, in the real world was I think there were weight classes and then you get all the weight champions mm-hmm. and they would face each other just to see who's the overall champ. Ooh. I did not so read. So then you it. would get these huge mismatches. Right. Um, then but, it all comes down to technique. Who's pulling yeah. better that day? 
who's got that uh, top roll? That's who's right. Got the best top roll. Whose inside Dude. move is better? Whose move to the inside is faster? So they got this big like Karate Kid style scoreboard there mm-hmm. with all the names, and it is L Hawk on the scoreboard. Jesus so Christ! He's back to he's back to Hawk now, I guess for the time being. Yep. Moment <laughs> moments after the betting. Yeah. There's a dude doing a shake weight like right over his head. (laughs) People are working out feverishly, like working those triceps, working their uh, forearms. Everyone is sweating so much. There's no air conditioning in the 80s, man. It probably smelled fucking awesome in there. Can you imagine? They allow the smoking (laughs) still and and it smells like sweaty dude. Like Uh. just awful. Meanwhile, Mike is sneaking out of his grandfather's place like climbing down the fucking uh the ladder <laughs> yeah. almost you know and mike he goes into mr cutler's garage where there's some amazing cars and he does take this awesome fucking forerunner that's a like, beautiful it's been chopped or whatever it's just open in the back oh my gosh dude i would drive that truck it's sort of like the four by four that um marty mcfly has in back to the future those are like dream dream cars <laughs> fuck Yes, dude, it's fucking awesome. If you were riding that now, yeah, you'd be a standout. It's all fucking, it looks awesome. There's a whole it's abundance hot. of cars in the Cutler garage. All of them are white. All of and them And all white. of them are pearlized, seemingly. Um, mm. so he's like got he's, a style. Yeah, he's got a style, which I appreciate. I'm like for it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Uh, he likes things pristine. I don't understand why he would want a four by four rather than the race car that seemingly is sitting right next to it. Um, but who knows? Maybe he wanted to ride. He wanted to drive the truck in honor of his dad. <laughs> That's true. He only feels comfortable behind the wheel of a truck. <laughs> like a truck. So we cut from Mike taking that sweet ass truck to Hawk yep. back at the uh, at the casino, staring mm-hmm. at his dream truck, the Volvo white tractor, tall sleeper. That truck yeah. apparently is worth at that time was worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, because those things will run like a million miles. That is an expensive truck. And um, it sort of we already know where this is headed because it had like that paint scheme on the side that was kind of a hawk. Mm-hmm. On the side, paint it was, meant, it was, it was, it was meant Harley to be. colors. It was like black and orange. It was kind of awesome looking. It was hot. That truck was awesome. <laughs> Would you drive that? Hell yeah. Just to work. It's got the sleeper <laughs> up top. I would not be it's able to stuff. park it anywhere, but I would take it across the country. In this country. Uh-huh. Um, I would take it across the country. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there's like a host of arm wrestlers there. They're all getting loose. Uh, that's when you see Bull Hurley is there. Yeah, he is in the house looking menacing, Absolutely. sort of brooding around everyone. Yep. We hear a strange announcement over the PA Will the Italian competitors please report to your coach? That's weird. There's there's national like contingents here. I guess, but they're all together. There are also lots of shots of people in like platform shoes. Yeah, there's there's no shortage of platform shoes at the arm wrestling That's competition. That's got to be a thing, right? Like, yeah, it's maybe for short people. You, you want to be the same height as your opponent, definitely. Or you get that leverage from being taller, I guess. And you can only assume that Stallone is wearing some. <laughs> right? He would need them against most of the people that he faces in this competition, for sure. He would never sure. allow himself to be photographed wearing them, though, I'm sure. Oh, fuck no. He was standing on, like, an Apple box or in something. In his mind, he is the same height as all these people. Oh, <laughs> or, yeah. t- or, or taller. Or taller. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, taller, for sure. One of the things that I noticed about all of the arm wrestlers on the men's side is that none of them look healthy. 
No. <laughs> There's blood pressure. Well, they're all doing steroids. Most of them. Some of them are like yeah. tremendously overweight. That, my friend, is um, Cleve, Cleve Dean. Yeah, the guy that they originally wanted to play Bull Hurley, who was an actual arm wrestling champion. Yeah, he was like, they said he was like 6'7 and 450 pounds. Jesus Christ. That's a big man. That's a it's lot. Definitely of somebody who belongs in the same weight class as 190 pound. Right. Lincoln Hawk. He was truly Cleve was truly one of the like legendary arm wrestlers. Right. There were a he lot was of supposed to be the best in the world, but then he, you know, just let it, let himself go. Yeah. I guess okay. there were a lot of then and future arm wrestling champs in this movie, including him. Most of whom I didn't, I didn't recognize their names until, um, I started my arm wrestling education. Um, but we also hear from the MC in addition to the basic process of the tournament, that they've got mm. competitors from all over the world. And this is the first mention of this is a double elimination competition, which means if you lose once, you still have one more chance. Thank God. Thank you for explaining that to all of us morons. I feel like, and then he just immediately repeated himself. He's like, again, it, double elimination. It's like, okay, so I, we had a running tally that I was making of how many times they hammered this in. So I'll count this as one and two. I like yep. it. I like it. Um, and a lot of the matches that we see in this montage were part of this big promotional arm wrestling tournament that lasted the entire year leading up to the release of this movie that took place in a bunch of different places, including yeah. in, in Menachem Golan's home country of Israel. And so they had these qualifying bouts in all of these different countries. And so this was the, the culmination of this year of stuff. And so a lot of the matches that we see in this are real. Yeah. So there's, strangely this dude that just is wearing like a blue and red striped polo shirt. Like he looks like he's dressed to go play golf. Um, <laughs> and he's not, not outside the range of the stature that I like imagine myself in, except for like he's winning an arm wrestling tournament, which I can never imagine myself doing. Um, <laughs> those dudes though, you can tell those are the real deal dudes though. Cause I think the real deal guys look like nerds, but with just jacked up big arms. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> is he? Is this the guy that's just there? Because there's a, that nerdy guy. Is that? Is it the redheaded nerdy guy? Because there's also the uh, one guy that's he's like an angry redheaded John C. McGinley, uh, like on steroids. Like he, he's the same mm. weird facial structure. It wasn't, like, it wasn't him though. No, not the polo shirt guy. Okay, because I think guy that, had a weird beard, like an almost like an Amish sort and, of shaped okay. beard, and, it, and then and he's got yeah, like kind of a bowl oh, haircut yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. And now. he gave the most intense like face after the match. Yeah, just like yes. his head was about to explode. But that's All of these the dudes are on so much, so much cocaine and steroids. Um, <laughs> yeah, have an intense polo shirt guy looks like your dad's best friend growing up. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he'd do your taxes. <laughs> and then break your arm. <laughs> um, it's also during all this we learn that Bull Hurley's, what, a five-time champ. Yes. He's and awesome. It's like, uh, he's, he's like this movie's Chong Lee. Chong Lee. Oh, totally. Good. Absolutely unbeatable. Good parallel. As a, never be defeated. As a five-time champ, I wonder if he keeps the trucks and, like, has a fleet or if he, like, <laughs> sells them each year. Like, I mean, he'd be a millionaire at this point. He'd have $1.25 million if they're all... Worth a, of trucks. Good call. Yeah. I like, think Bill Hurley probably sells those trucks and and lives a... a big life you could retire oh yeah he's he was yeah. a free man he has freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants to do 
Um, yeah, so Hurley and, and Hawk both are cruising through their matches. I loved uh, Hurley after he wins that match and screams. In the, or no, he's, he's, he's just basically holding his arm steady. Uh-huh. And then he screams in the dude's face, you ain't shit. And he crushes <laughs> and him. And then just screams. I love it. Yeah, Bull Hurley is awesome. awesome. Um, yeah, we hear from the MC during this like that that Lincoln Hawks is a newcomer, so only well-known in the world of truckers. <laughs> right, every trucker knows him, and based on the fact that the first prize for winning this thing includes a truck, like, right. almost all the competitors here are truckers, right? That's what we're thinking? Um, not all of them, but we know at least Harry Bosco is a trucker because he's from the Teamster Union, so we know he's a trucker. Well, so, and Bull Hurley's got to be a trucker, right? Because he's Hurley just a hangs trucker. out the trucker yeah. bars. No, he says yeah. he says in his interview later on that he loves to drive trucks, break arms, and arm wrestle. <laughs> I think he says I like to drive truck. Drive, he does. I like to drive <laughs> truck. You bring up a good point and a weird pivot that this movie takes, which is the talking head moments in the yeah. like third act, where now it's a documentary style approach it's um, I assume I wonder, it was on espn of the day or wild world yeah, wide world yeah. of sports i wonder if if menachem golan had seen something in another movie and was like i want to try doing like creating that air of like reality tv almost maybe he was gonna be the dude who televised professional arm wrestling after this movie made it huge that's what he was know? shooting for that's what yeah, he was shooting. He, he wanted to be the vince mcmahon of arm wrestling Ooh. mike is like bursting out of the gates of the Bel Air West or Bel Air West. So he's in like, yeah, hoity toity Los Angeles. He's driving that damn truck around the city. These are really bad, like rear projection or process shots. Mm -hmm. Did you notice there were not even keys in the ignition? No, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. How do you leave that detail out when you're filming? God damn no it. No keys in the ignition. I'm yeah. surprised Incredible. the truck was the same color. <laughs> Incredible. He rolls up to the airport with his, there was like goons in hot pursuit, right? They yeah, were chasing after him. It was, after it was like the same gate guard and a couple other guys. I was thinking like, how far behind Mike could they reasonably be? Like five minutes or less, right? Yeah, or less. You'd think. If you break down what must have happened after Mike rolls up to that to the airport, he tosses the keys to the guy who's like, yeah, you can't park that here. And he's like, hey, keep it. Yeah, you keep it. That scene is stolen verbatim in Tommy Boy, by the way. Is it really? Oh, yeah. 100%. Awesome. David Spade says keep it when uh, getting rid of the broken down car on their way to Chicago. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but if you think about now what ha- must have happened next off screen, Mike, an unaccompanied child mm-hmm. with, with no money. Unless he stole a wad of cash or he something. He stole some cash or a credit card. Had to have. Okay. He's got no type of identification, which maybe you didn't need so much in the 80s. But he bought a plane ticket so quickly that he was able to stay ahead of the goons who were only a couple minutes behind him. Yep. And he was able to, must have ran onto the plane right as the door was closing I can't imagine a world in which he would have gotten off the ground without them <laughs> catching up to him. That's all but he's on his way. It's a great point. But yeah, I, I love the, like I often wonder now, like how did he have money? So I guess he just stole some, maybe there was some cash in his mom's room where he stole some from his grandfather. He's been doing a lot of things in this movie that would require a person to have money, though we've mm-hmm. never seen him holding any money. So I guess then we got what Mr. Cutler is like going to take the private jet. Yeah. Give yeah, me my he's, second he's, plane. 
That's right. He's and he's landing in Vegas and informs his goons that Mike is not to make it to the Hilton. Now, meanwhile, back at the Hilton, the arm wrestling continues. Yeah, and then we see that, and I believe it too, because some of these people are like really going at it. But we see that one shot of the dude like get his arm fucked up. Like you remember oh, that, dude. where the dude like it, it like his elbow gets ripped out of place. It, it does something like god unnatural. It's just so terrifying. Oh yeah, it's gross. That's dude. That's why I can't watch arm wrestling. Because like, yeah, I'm just afraid that something bad's about to happen. I don't want to watch it, you know? No, I don't want to watch it either. Right after that, the next dude they showed is John Brzezink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who apparently, he won the tournament, I think, that the, the movie staged. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's viewed as, like, yeah, the best of all time. Like, he would win and his he, weight class, but then he'd go up against the dudes who are much heavier, the Bull Hurleys of the world, and he'd beat them, too. And his forearms are insane. Oh, yeah. Like, if you've seen him on any of your YouTube uh, rabbit holes. Big time. Dude is a yeah. fucking beast, man. These arm wrestling matches are going very, uh, like, much quicker than the previous ones or what we've been like suggested an arm wrestling match should be like where there's like lots of back and forth. It's just like like, slam. You're done. I feel like that seems realistic to me is that they usually just probably go quick. That seems more normal. I agree. Yeah. Because I I think at a certain point you're worried about tearing something or ripping something out of place or, you know, straining too hard that you don't want to be locked in like that for too long because you know, you risk injury or you risk being able to compete Later. Absolutely. So there's a brief moment where Bull sort of bumps into Hawk mm-hmm. and he calls him his chicken shit <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. I love that. Yeah. Bull's got Moxie. We get a lot of uh, good product placement here too with the Alka Seltzer oh uh, jersey. <laughs> Alka Seltzer, Fujitsu, like all kinds of stuff. I oh, got that's a later. big list. I got a big list that's going to come yeah. up later. But yeah. yeah, it's this movie, man. They were trying to bankroll the thing based off product placement. It felt M- like Menachem had to get it done somehow. All the so predictably, as happens in every one of these tournament style uh, films, all the guys who we've seen featured getting close ups and stuff are all advancing. Um, the TWA plane carrying Mike has landed. Yep. It's, ta- it's taxiing. We see Mike coming off the jet bridge and he sees Cutler's goons up there waiting at the end. The one dude, I think Alan Graff, is playing a yeah. slot machine as he waits. <laughs> He's like, not got his mind on his work. I love that he sort of eludes them a la, like, with some John Matrix running around the <laughs> airport, <laughs> like, jumping, running down jet bridges across tarmacs, jumping on uh, luggage movers and shit. There's John Matrix and uh, whatever his character's name was in um, Running Man. Who also had like an airport getaway. He's always <laughs> running through an airport. Um, but yeah, dude, definitely he eludes them. He winds up, what, rolling up on like a, on the luggage carousel? The baggage yeah. carousel, yeah. He would have been arrested and banned from all p- airports in perpetuity by today's TSA. <laughs> yeah. Like never setting foot in an airport again. And then back at the, uh, back at the tournament, the MC mentions a couple more times that it's a double elimination mm-hmm. tournament. Yep. Hammers it in twice again. For my count, that was three and four. So we are officially introduced to the finalists. Yeah, this is where we meet them. Yeah, yep. the, this yeah, would have been the first time that maybe you would mention it's a double elimination tournament. This is the first time you need to have mentioned it, right? As opposed to the fourth time. <laughs> Apparently, there's an audience watching all of this, though, beginning yeah. to end. The interviews, though, that these dudes do are fucking incredible. They every one of well. All but one is 
pretty mad dog madison's is not um as compelling as the other ones but no. every all of these other guys are fucking characters man <laughs> grizzly man i like grizzly saying any whoever i meet at the table is my mortal enemy i hate them i love his foobar shirt too <laughs> Yeah, that camo. You yeah. think he was like a burned out vet, you think? He, ser- he served with John Rambo and Nam. Oh, shit. An old war buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like old war buddies. <laughs> yeah, dude, Mad Dog interview was fucking incoherent gibberish. He, he's the one person in the whole competition. Like when I first saw him, even as a child, like his movements were so like jerky and weird that he looks like he's not real he looks yeah. like an animatron or something he, yeah. but he's terrifying yeah he looks like the kurgan from uh highlander <laughs> <laughs> how about the cut of that tank top i'm into it nipple nipple exposing i bet sylvester stallone was into it too <laughs> but like why bother he cut so much away that he like let his his full pecs are out he is the most pragmatic well second only to Lincoln Hawks, like saying, I'm not so enthused about people coming up to me and patting me and saying, you're the best. I don't need people to do that to me. If I win, it's just because I wanted to be the best one time in my life. It's like, what? I don't follow the logic of the statement. He's got a lot of brain damage. Yep. <laughs> it's the roids talking. 100%. Dude, I liked Bosco, the character of Bosco representing the Teamsters. Yep. He's a, he's he? a truck driver. Yep. This, this is a fire plug. I'll light him up. I love it. My whole body is an engine. Did you recognize Bosco? I did not do any background information on what else that actor had been in. Well, the actor is Sam Scarber. He's very recognizable to me because he was like the number two referee in the Karate Kid. Ooh. Oh, so if solid. If familiar, yeah, he's, he was a dude in the Karate Kid, not the main mustache. I only, I only ever ref. remember the main guy. Yeah. Go to your sensei. Stand, bow. Face, bow. <laughs> That's the only guy I remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Harry Bosco fucks. He is, he is awesome. He's intense. He was probably lighter weight than uh, Stallone. He might have been the, the weight class. He was 100% shredded to like just, he's just cut, chiseled. What about Carl Craziness. Adams, the Canadian champ? I like the, the two years running uh, Canadian champ, Carl Adams, also rocking a product placement for sports cream. <laughs> Sports cream. Was that like a like a? It's it's an equivalent like to, a to like yeah to Bengay. Bengay. Okay. Rub it on your sore elbow after a hard match. It clears out that tendonitis. That's right. <laughs> I liked his quote as well. There's a lot of t- technique involved, and you can't beat experience. It's like oh okay. Very matter of fact. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of these guys yeah. are not. They can't all be John Grizzly, even as much as we wish they were. <laughs> but fuck it, man. Somehow Lincoln Hawk is the least charismatic of any of them. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> to tell you the truth, the truck is the most important thing for me. I don't really. It doesn't matter to me yeah. if I become the <laughs> champion or anything. That's not the most important. I need this truck. It's like okay, that's sad. Do you feel, I feel like the producers were like, yeah. can you give us anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I spent last night in my truck, but now I don't have a truck. Uh, yeah. He's got no place to sleep tonight. Shit. Like any degenerate gambler. I've bet my whole life on this. <laughs> right. Andrew, was it you and I talking about that? Maybe Lincoln Hawk had like a Hawk, excuse me, had a gambling problem. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance. He should at least have more than the 7,000 that he got for the truck because he just won a thousand a couple days before and presumably gets paid a little something for actually trucking. He most definitely has a judgment problem. I feel um, like he may not get his full fare for all the trucking though. Cause he wastes a bunch of fucking time and doesn't ever get there. He always, he always at, gets a partial fee at 100%. the time that he's supposed to. <laughs> partial fee. Um, um, 
What about Bull Hurley? Um, his testimonial fucks the hardest of all of them. <laughs> like, it's like you knew it was going to be good, and goddamn, it does not disappoint. I love, first of all, his Las Vegas jail security officer oh, hat. Oh, shit, yes. I wanted one of those. That's a hat yeah. in addition to my Bono hat that I that I definitely <laughs> want to get. But his, find that shit? his testimony is, is so I drive truck, break arms, and arm wrestle. It's what I love to do. It's what I do best. Being number one is everything. There is no second place. Second sucks. We say second sucks at work a lot. Like that has caught uh, on second sucks. Second sucks. He, yeah, Zumwalt's got moxie, man. He's got charisma. He is amazing. He should have been the central ca- He's the character you want to see more of out yeah. of everyone in the movie. That's how you know you're doing it right. But I love yeah. the, 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 the cut back to the shot of like Grizzly walking up to him to be friendly and Bull like pushes him backwards yeah. and says, boy. <laughs> His psych out game is incredible as well. Uh, yeah, he is the best. Bull is the um, best. So for there's eight competitors left that we only meet the six get featured. So we know that whoever those other two aren't going to be uh, going very far, right? That's right. Uh, so Hawk draws Grizzly to face in his first match, and Bull draws Mad Dog Madison. The announcer says, "Semifinalists, take your position." Semifinalist means four left. Right. Quarterfinalists is eight left. I just they, need to they point don't know that what this yeah. means. They don't know <laughs> shit. Oh, and did you know it's double elimination? Yeah. Oh, that means two. Okay. Lo- that means two losses and you're out. Okay. All right. I didn't pick that up. That's our fifth reminder of that fact in Jesus. the last 10 minutes. One of the things they add here, too, is that Lincoln Hawk is in the truckers division. So like <laughs> now the weight the independent truckers now is the weight classes like have those been abandoned and we've switched divisions based on industry uh, or career path. Maybe they mean the oh, weight God. of the truck. I don't know. <laughs> that you drive the, tr- the weight <laughs> of the truck that you drive. At some point they ask, they say he's in the truckers division. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. He's representing the independent truckers. No one knows. I guess you, I you know, need something man. to qualify. It's sort of like in dodgeball. You have to have a qualifying yeah. round against <laughs> you know, the, something, some like district competition or something. So I think we got Harry Bosco wins. Yep. Bull, Bull takes Mad Dog down and Grizzly beats Hawk. What? Yeah. I love before the match starts that Grizzly fucking eats his cigar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's very theatrical. <laughs> and then he's like complaining to the ref that Hawks isn't getting his arm down on the table yeah. properly. Get him um, off my thumb. And, yeah. And then even when he is on, he's still, com- yeah, still complaining about the thumb. He gets top rolled. So yeah, he gets top rolled by Grizzly in this match. Mm. Um, and then he puts him away for the first for his first loss of the tournament. But thank goodness for that double elimination we've heard so much about. Thank God it's double elimination. Yeah. Um, it's poor tournament directing that all of the matches are going on simultaneously. Agreed. Like if I'm watching this in the crowd, I want to see one match, then the next, then the next, then Agreed. the next. I was also no, pissed. We'll send all four off at the same time. We really got to see the fact that Hawk loses because his entire fucking match was in slow motion. <laughs> well, that they they really needed like that full three minutes because otherwise this movie's even shorter. Yes. And after he <laughs> lost, the the MC says two more times that it's double elimination. It's like Fuck. they did not think much of their For you audience. dummies not listening. <laughs> nope. I don't know. Maybe they weren't. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what my mindset would have been if I had been watching this whole thing unfold in a theater. 
How hard would it be to watch arm wrestling from a distance like you were in a stadium, though? Like, how can you how can you even see that, even if it's one going on at a time? I wonder if they had a big screen in there where you were watching. Mm, they didn't maybe. show that, but they did not show that. They wouldn't the have needed to have that. There's seemingly some camera stuff because Mike um, Mike sees it in the airport. It's, yeah, it's he's being it on, aired. ES, on ESPN 14. <laughs> That's awesome. Meanwhile, Cutler is inside the arena watching, right? He's inside the computer. Yes, he is up in there watching, (laughs) and he tells his goons to get Hawks up to his suite. He wants to talk to him. I don't fucking I don't know. know. <laughs> We've lost count. But he does. He tells his guys to go get him and bring I him think up to he the just, presidential he just, suite. All he says is, get him up to my suite. That's all he says. I want to talk okay. to him. Yeah. Um, so Hawk is getting like a rub down. Yeah. So and I think he's he, nursing his, he's like injured his elbow or something. Now. He tells the guy, I think it's tearing referring to his arm but after a few rubs he says that's better so that guy's a fucking <laughs> that's a fucking killer masseur yeah. that, that after a couple of rubs whatever was tearing is fine he hit him with that like mr miyagi technique yep yeah <laughs> he just fucking fixed it rubbed his hands together so mr terry funk walks up hawk mr cutler would like a word with you yeah would you go would you do that 30 minutes before your next match or, he does he uh, asked the guy how much time until the next match he's like ah, oh, 30 minutes so he decides i'll take a swing up to my mortal enemy's suite. That's not good for your headspace. Can't be. A- especially after you just lost in a double elimination tournament. You I don't need know more if you treatment guys were on your elbow not to go and talk to... Yeah, shit's tearing. He pulls on that like sweat band sort of Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a piece of a sweatpants or something or a sweatshirt. <laughs> that's like, just cut into a sleeve. Got to keep he it pulls warm, that baby. Sucker on. That's all you need to to keep the tear from. Uh, he rubbed some yep. sports cream on it and and went oh, to yeah. CJ's and cut yeah. off a couple get, of Alka Seltzers. Get the massage because somebody's massaging his back at the same time with like that's some right. sort of like personal massager. <laughs> In the background of that shot. The dude that's doing the shake weight at the beginning of the tournament is once again doing the shake weight now, even though he's not one of the like final eight. He's got to keep limber. He's got those friggin' triceps are like just banging. Though. I can only yeah, imagine he's been doing that the whole time, though, just like tiring himself out. Well, that's why he didn't win because he's tired. He's working those jerk muscles, man. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, my God. But up in the suite, Cutler offers Hawk a drink. <laughs> which is an odd choice in the middle of the tournament. I love that he says, it's not like you have to stay sharp. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sick burn from Jason Cutler. Uh, Hawk kind of tells Cutler, just cut to the chase or whatever. Dude, this suite was like the epitome of like 80s luxury. It was like tacky as hell. There were marble statues and shit. Cutler tells him, look, we don't have to be enemies. You know, he confesses that with his daughter gone now he's got no family left except for michael Mm -hmm. says you you hawk you had nothing to begin with so you've got nothing to lose it's true then he accuses him of being a deserter which i guess is fair yeah although they both know the score this would have been a nice time for some of that exposition as well um Uh. hawk says you were tearing us apart Cutler tells him, don't lay that guilt on my feet. <laughs> calls him a liar. I don't know, man. Just so many more unanswered questions. I guess we could just get on with it, though, because it's like, fuck. I don't, I, at this point, I'm just exhausted because it's yeah. like, I, I want to know and no one's saying what happened. Why can't you just say what happened? I don't know. We're no, no answers coming. Because, yeah, if, if the deal was that Cutler 
set him up led to his failure like that. W- he, he wouldn't just be able to say that and have Hawk not no. call him a liar. Right. I don't fucking know. I man. don't either. I don't either. Cutler tells Hawk to get out here on this balcony. He points down that there's a truck. I presume it's another Volvo white or something along those lines tells him this is the finest rig money can buy. And if you want it, it's yours. And here's a check for $500,000 and I'll get the hell out of my life. How, how to add insult to injury on the trailer. It was like Cutler trucking. Like that's, that's a fucking dick move. (laughs) Yep. That's the, that's the piece of the puzzle that just tells me that Cutler's like a trucking, uh, or at least that's one, one of his businesses. True. Yeah, I don't like Cutler, but that's a strong offer. That's for seven. That's a that's three quarters of a million dollars, probably yeah. worth of which we money. gotta assume. Yeah, that yeah, gotta be the exact value that he puts on Michael's life. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christina was worth the life of her child. So, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. if I'm Hawk and I've lost a match, I feel like something's tearing in my elbow. I might have to consider taking that offer. You've already signed yeah. away custody of your kid. I've only yeah. had him for two days. <laughs> you may as well, like he may as well, he could accept the offer and then still go and try to win the tournament. Yeah. There's just no reason not to take the offer. Right. And then, and then he'd got, have more than a million dollars. It's got fuck all to do with whether he gets Michael or not. Cause he's right. already signed these papers. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Like, like most things in this movie, it defies all logic. <laughs> he has, he's looking at, yeah, he could have two rigs, $600,000 plus 147000 for his bet. And not have to worry about some kind of twat kid running around <laughs> like that you have to deal with. He could hire another driver to drive the other rig and like get his company going that he keeps talking about. Yeah. yeah. Apparently it's not his goal. He doesn't know what his goal is. Lincoln Hawks does not know what he wants or Hawk. He is at this point. Sorry. Hawk. He's back to That's being right. Hawk. That's right. Cutler tells him, start your own family. What? Damn. Which is what he did. This is literally his family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cutler, you're a real piece of work, baby. <laughs> he really is. Hawk refuses the offer, tells Cutler that when the tournament's over, he's coming back to get Mike. <laughs> okay. turns, he'll, turns he'll leave <laughs> um, being berated, calling him a loser because that's his go-to insult. And I love yeah. that. I love that. Terry Funk's like, Mr. Cutler is talking to you. <laughs> Hawk fucking punches him and shoves him right through those double French doors. Yep. He's like, bye, bish. Why go through the trouble of ha- hiring Terry Funk if that's the extent of the action of him, for him for the entire film? That's how powerful Lincoln Hawk is, though, is that he can just manhandle people like Terry twice Funk his is no size. Match. Yep. No. It's ridiculous to me that he's doing this entire scene with that fucking like towel wrapped around his arm. (laughs) The whole scene. Also Uh that he causes damage to hotel property with impunity. (laughs) He he leaves awake. Like we can all agree that Lincoln Hawk is a destructive personality. He's a destructive force more than anything else. He has got self-destructive tendencies. The likes of which... I only see when I look in the mirror. Say, <laughs> <laughs> say what you want about Bull Hurley. At least he's driven and he has a code. <laughs> he lives by a code, Bull Hurley. And he's a good oh businessman, apparently. Yeah. Um, Jesus, that was an action-packed episode. We're gonna have. Does he win? We we don't know. We'll have to tell you next time. Fuck yeah, that was an epic episode. A lot of arm wrestling. Finally. Yes, we've been teasing <laughs> yeah. it this whole movie. All right, we will be back with the exciting conclusion uh, next week. Thanks, folks. Until then, I don't know. Bye.